Hello and welcome to Imagine America Radio, a service of the Imagine America Foundation and Imagine America Publishing Company. My name is Bob Martin. I'm the president and CEO of Imagine America Foundation. In the last 20 years, Imagine America has provided scholarship support and tuition assistance to students attending career colleges all across this country. The purpose of this podcast is to promote technical and career education and to inform the public of career opportunities that are not just in high demand, but essential to the American workforce. We hope you will enjoy today's podcast. Today on Imagine America Radio, we're going to be introducing Midwest Technical Institute. Training students to enter the workforce is what this school is all about. Midwest Technical Institute was founded in Lincoln, Illinois in 1995 and now operates six campuses in three states, including Illinois, Missouri, and their Delta Technical College campuses in Mississippi. Midwest Technical Institute and Delta Technical College offer programs and courses in industries like welding, medical assisting, heating and HVAC, truck driving, cosmetology, dental assisting, medical billing and coding, massage therapy, and phlebotomy programs, and is accredited by ACCSC. We hope you will enjoy today's episode interviewing the founders of Midwest Technical Institute. On this edition of Imagine America Radio, we're going to be talking to the co-founders of Midwest Technical Institute and Delta Technical Colleges, uh, located in Missouri, Mississippi, and Illinois. We're very pleased to have these two gentlemen join us today. So maybe, first of all, before we start, we got Mike Casper and Brian Huff. Maybe call you Mike and Brian for purposes of, a, of our discussion today. Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. I went through all your materials, and it's a very exciting story that, uh, about your schools. So as I understand it, prior to 1995 and the opening of MTI, you guys were actually working welders. Is that right? Is, my, is that right, Brian? Yes, we, uh, we were both welders, and we were in the field. Uh, work, you know, and, we're, and where we worked, uh, there was, we trained a lot of welders. There was a great need for welders. And, uh, and we were always in this process of where we were trying to, to, uh, to train for more help. And, and it, you know, and, and as you know, it's hard to do it at work. And that's really where this, the whole idea stemmed from. Uh, we realized there was going to be a need or there was a need for a welding school. And that's how the whole thing uh, got launched. I mean, we were very focused in the beginning on construction and maintenance welding. And really the core of what our philosophy was, if we teach them how to do what we know how to do, then they're going to get a job. And that, it was really just that, that was what we went into this with. And we tried to take what we were doing in the field and bring this into a classroom setting. Uh, and, and that's how it got going. Yeah. I, I love to hear the process of, of that, it, that you went through. That was actually going to be my next question. I think you've done a very nice job, which let me just summarize. You were, you were working welders. You were, you were doing it on the job, day in and day out, helping people improve their skills. And so all of a sudden you said, geez, you know, and there's a lot of opportunity here and they're making pretty doggone good money or they can make good money. Why don't we try to take that, that, that established expertise, combine it with our passion. You and Mike both have that passion and then combine that into creating a school. Is that is that a fair is that a fair kind of synopsis of of your of your yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's what happened <laughs> yeah. so so tell me so you, you you've done that and and you got all the there's all kinds of inner workings of 
the difficulty doing this or whatever. So tell me, what do you think separates you, MTI and DTC, from all the rest? In other words, you've seen the others, you've, you've seen their graduates, you probably worked with them, did work with some of those graduates. What separates you from the pack in the welding field, particularly? Uh, this is Mike. Um, you know, we've always, our accreditors want us to have a three-year uh, minimum experience with our instructors. And so we just had the mindset when we started, you know, we, we know I was 10 years in the field, uh, welding field. So we just understood that the job, exactly what needed done, how everybody needed trained and what the shortcomings were on the other jobs. So, uh, or other schools that the guys were coming out of. So, um, you know, we, we took that and decided that, you know, we just, we were cocky and we just decided that we could do it better. And so we started showing our guys, you know, tools and uh, things, things that we thought were lacking in other educational fields. So we just took that. And uh, so I think said, you know, to answer your question, the simple answer is our instructors yes. are the difference. You know, they, they come from uh, various backgrounds in welding and, and they understand what it takes to hold a job, to keep a job and to excel at, at a welding job. So they take that information and pass it directly to our students. And this is Brian, and another big differentiator was we, we really focused on hands-on training. You know, this isn't something you can read about. There isn't a lot of, you know, there's, there is a classroom portion, but this is really just time under the hood. And we designed this on the, on the front end to where they got a lot of time under the hood. And, and, and it was just practice, practice, practice. And when you practice, practice some more. And we, we felt like if we give them that kind of, and, and the material, there were, we always made sure there was plenty of material and consumables for them to use. We, with that kind of an environment, we felt like we'd have a high success rate. And we have. We've been doing this for 25 years, and we have trained a lot of welders. And uh, this is Mike again. You know, the core of the course, the lab portion of the course, really hasn't changed in 25 years. Right. So that's, you know, that's uh, that's a testament, I guess, to what, yeah. what our guys, you know, understand. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's MIG welding, it's TIG welding, it's stick welding. Those processes uh, aren't going away. And, uh, you know, they, they're, they're still in high demand t today after 25 years. Yeah, and if you do it and you do it well and you consistently do it well and you're producing uh, people that do it well, you're instructing them, then th the results are going to be growth in schools, in your schools. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, Mike, you actually touched on this a little bit, but I, I want to uh, elaborate on it. So tell me a little bit more about the instructors at MTI and DTC. They're all experts in their field with real-world industry experience, and that's, that's what I understand from what you had said. Can you elaborate a little bit on why is this important for training uh, the future of our workforce? Well, we just, you know, those guys understand, like I said before, you, you know, they understand what it, what it takes to, to actually do this job, you know, from from the time the, the student comes in, the new student comes in, they're learning processes that, that help them pass an x-ray, that help them pass a, a, a test. You know, when, when our students leave here, they're gonna be required to take some kind of weld test for the employer. So a piece of paper saying that I can weld isn't really gonna cut it, or a real fancy resume on some really nice paper isn't gonna cut it. It's gonna be, can you weld? Can you weld our process? And how good at, good at it are you? Uh, you know, it's uh, so, that's what our, our guys are used to. Our instructors are used to conveying that information from day one. You know, they're welders first and educators second. So they, they understand 
the whole process. These guys, they've done it themselves. You know, our, it's really scary to leave a to leave a, a welding school that you've been at for 30 or 40 weeks. Uh, you've kind of got a home, and then you have to go in someone else's shop and prove your prove, prove your ability and your worth. And so, to me, to learn that from somebody who's already done all that is is very it's it's actually vital. I don't know how you would ever do it from somebody who's never done it before because they don't they can't convey what to expect, and uh, it's you know it just adds some credibility to our to our programs that your instructor has been in your shoes you know and and uh, to add to it a little bit Brian and I started this 25 years ago and both our sons are now in the welding department Brian's son it helps with our job placement and my son works as a welding instructor in East Peoria. So. And, and, and wow. to, to piggyback on Mike here a little bit, it's back to that initial thought we had where we wanted to teach them how to do what we knew how to do. And so we really look for, we want our instructors to pass on their, their uh, work knowledge. We want, we, we want our students, to, because if they get a hold of that, they're going to be successful in the field. There's many different nuances to what, we're, to what you're going to run into, as Mike said. And it's going to be, you know, how you adapt to that. And we feel like we do a good job of preparing them for that while they're here. So you don't worry about keeping the secret, the secret sauce, so to speak, to just <laughs> you two guys. You're conveying the recipe for that secret sauce to all your graduates. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a yeah, great way to look yeah, at it. Yeah, that is a great way. Yeah, yeah. there's, you know, that's, uh, you hear the harder I work, the luckier I get. You know, it's hard, <laughs> it's hard work. You put your hood down, keep, you know, Keep your keep yourself focused on on what you're doing and and uh, you know that's how it's done. Yeah, I think it's great, and I like what you said about uh, being a welder first and an instructor second. I think that says everything. Um, so I know that you're both very proud of the experience that your team provides to students at your institution. What do you think really fuels that experience? We've been told uh, over and over how it feels like a family atmosphere here. I, I, you know, we're, we're, the class sizes are generally smaller. There's a lot of one-on-one -on -one attention and just the overall move from the, from, from all through all the staff, whether it's admissions, whether it's faculty, whether it's financial aid, whether it's student services, uh, all the way to, you know, top to bottom, we have a really good family atmosphere here. And I think everybody feels that. And, and it really, we want them to, look, we want them to be trained, but we want them to have a good experience while they're here. All right, we went and we, I can't tell you how many we've, uh, uh, family members we've had where somebody comes and then their brother comes or their cousins come, um, or e even the people who work for us, uh, the, the amount of, and as, as Mike just mentioned, our own kids have come through here. I've had two sons go through here and he's had one. Um, so, you know, it's not like we're just telling everybody else to do it. Our own, you know, we, we believe this is good. Uh, there's, there's always going to be a need for trades. That's all, you know. The, how I look at it is, is there is nothing until it gets built. And what I mean by that is there's a, a doctor doesn't have a hospital to work in until the hospital's built, right? There's not an office for the lawyer until the lawyer's built. Caterpillar can't even produce a tractor until somebody builds the plant for them. So everything starts with construction. There's always going to be this, this uh, great need for it. And, you know, we feel like we're, we, we, and we're, we're singing that song to pretty much everybody we meet that you know you're always going to do well with a trade and like as mike you know our own our own our own children have gone through here as well you know it's it's funny i, I was listening to what you're saying you, you can't you can't drive a car without the oil and you can't get the oil without the pipeline you can't get the pipeline without someone welding all the all the uh, all the pieces together so to speak right that's right 
That's great. Okay, now let's talk about job placement. We've kind of talked around it this during this podcast, but let's talk about it now because at the end of the day, this is what is critical uh, for the students that are coming into your school. So not only does Midwest Tech provide workforce training, but one of the things that sets your institution apart is the job placement program. Correct me if I'm wrong. So I know that the students have to qualify for it. Can you tell us a little bit more about how your placement works and, and how they qualify uh, for this program? How it works is they've got to they've got to meet the the attendance requirements and graduation requirements. But everybody who does that, uh, we got, we've offered lifetime job placement for 25 years in all of our programs. So if they re- if they get a job and you know they're looking for another job, uh, they call us and we still assist them with jobs. And so. Uh, you know, look, the job placement is a robust part of what we do here. Uh, we, we really, we work hard to, to find them the right job, and we try to find them one as close as we can to where they live. The, the idea when you come here, you're coming here to get a job. You know, we want, that, we want that to be your mindset. And this is why we work so closely with employers. You know, we have program advisory committees where we have uh, employers come in. They help us tweak our programs, to even develop our programs uh, improve our programs, and we work closely with them because if we didn't, we we wouldn't be able to to uh, to place our students the way we do. You know, and, and welding has been great for us. Welding has been one of those fields where even over 25 years, overall, there's always been really strong job placement uh, in the welding, as you guys know. I mean, this this is one where there's a lot of work out there, and there's very good pay opportunities for people in welding. This is Bob. Uh, you know, I'm reminded of that cliche: if they if they write it, they'll underwrite it. So I'm listening to your your employer advisory groups. And I'm saying if 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 you got real strong employers and they feel that they're really actively participating in the development of the program, and that your instructors are following that, then what's the chances of they're going to hire your graduates? I think it's like a slam dunk, right? I mean, we we, we went in, we they listened to us, they changed the program, but they or they're, they're meeting these, these goals and objectives, why wouldn't we hire every single one of those guys that comes out, or men or women? Well, and that's why we, that's why we do it. Yeah. You know, we, we, and, and they're essential. So we really look at it, guys, this is Brian speaking, we, and we really look at it like it's a partnership. You know, we're, 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 we are in partnership with the employers out there. And really, they're, they, they're the ones that ultimately grade our product. We want the students to be happy. We want them to have a great experience. But at the end of the day, it's the employers that uh, we're really trying to satisfy. And it's the employers who are ultimately giving us our grade on how well we do. And that grade is, is, is they're hiring our graduates. That's the grade. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really easy to see how we pass the test. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like me. And also, are they sending people back? And I think that there's a really interesting program that you got where, well, go ahead, go ahead, talk about the, the housing opportunities possibly for advanced education for your graduates. That is, as far as the future of the, of the school goes, we would like to develop those partnerships outside uh, our local schools and, and have uh, employers that are further out do just what you just mentioned, where they would send uh, students here and maybe assist them with housing while they're here. We're short enough. Our programs are uh, pretty much nine months or less, so it's not a, a long stretch for someone to, uh, you know, to come here and, and live for a while, say that's in another area of the country. And so we're hoping to partner with employers that need these, these you know, to, f- to fill these skill gaps 
that uh, ultimately uh, they could live here and, uh, and, and you know, we could work with them on that. Following up on that particular uh, item, where do you see the, the, the whole sector going um, in, in the future? Are we going to continue to have um, mass technology kind of integration, or, or, or is, is it going to be the same way it is now? It's going to be 25 years from now. You know, in the last 25 years, we, we've seen, this is Mike, um, you know, we've seen, Brian talked about it, uh, you know, construction where you start in the middle of a, you know, you know, in Illinois, you're going to start in the middle of a cornfield. They're going to get it flattened out. They're going to, you know, they're going to drive piling, start putting up iron and concrete, and pretty soon you got a building. So to me, the technology has been through our welding equipment, our welding machines. Um, you know, they've got you, what used to weigh a couple hundred pounds. They've got them down to 35 pounds now. You can carry them around your garage like a toaster. Uh, but it, it, it still takes the welder to do that. So, um, you know, I, I'm no fortune teller or anything like that, but until they can figure out technology where a guy can, you know, a, a robot can climb a ladder and get up on a pipe rack and, and do, uh, you know, what we call them field welds or, uh, you know, that kind of situation, there's always going to be a need for, for an individual or a person to be able to do this kind of work. Um, you know, you, you can go, you know, car assembly plants, they're, they're pretty highly automated, but it still takes a human to, to figure out if something goes wrong to go back in there and repair that, uh, you know, if something needs repaired and stuff like that. So, um, you know, our industry, as far as building buildings of uh, powerhouses and, and uh, you know, oil, oil refineries and things like that, uh, I can't see that. I can't see that ever going away. And uh, like I said, I, you know, uh, I'm no, I'm no fortune teller, but it, it, our industry, I see a lot in the equipment side of things being advanced, but not so much the uh, the weld ability. That they still they still need guys to be able to do food grade stainless steel purge. You know, uh, I know uh, we had some guys work over at Kraft Foods over in Champaign, and it's the same kind of welding that they've done forever. You know, and it still takes that guy to to go up there with the wrench and unbolt the bolts and, and throw a come along up there or a chain fall and get it torn apart, get it repaired and put it back together. Yeah. And, and, uh, and to add on to that, you know, the infrastructure that the country's talking about doing, all that is going to require you know, the advancements that will be made, like Mike said, will be in the equipment. Well, we don't see it taking away the person actually doing the job. And, and if the infrastructure, if that were, if, if what they're talking about, they do, there will be a tremendous amount of work for the trades. Uh, you know, it'll be a boom in this country. I don't think like we've ever seen. So I, we, we're, we're pretty bullish on because we know how relevant we are and how needed this is. Uh, like Mike's given the example of the cornfield, you know, like we, and like we said earlier, nothing happens until construction happens and you can't automate that. We don't believe that that's going to, we're so far away. If, if it can be automated, it doesn't look like, you know, there's, it's nothing that we, that we're seeing in the near future by any means. So they're always going to need skilled trades and, uh, you know, HVAC techs, welders, electricians, concrete finishers, you know, masons, iron workers. So those guys, you're always going to have to have those uh, because that's what construction starts with. And, and, and we, we you know, we're just not going to be able to get, uh, get away from that. Yeah, you, you guys can't see us over here, but Bob and I are just nodding our heads. Yes, 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 <laughs> because that's all we hear all day long as well. And I love what you say about uh, 
nothing nothing starts until construction starts. I, I love that. You know, this has been a, an excellent discussion. We really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to sit down with, with Lee and myself. We've been talking to Mike Casper and Brian Huff, the co-founders of Midwest Technical Institute and Delta Technical Colleges about welding careers. And let me just tell you, there's a lot more we could talk about, a lot of other careers. We just focused today on on the bread and butter for these, these institutions. But here's, guys, here's my, here are my five takeaways from, and I like to get, I like to have takeaways, so it kind of summarizes everything. The first thing that I, my first takeaway on this, on this podcast is that MTI and DTC, unlike some of the other schools that may be in, in this industry, they were specifically founded by individuals that have a passion for career and technical education and an eagerness to provide quality education and training to quality student applicants. You've only got to listen to this podcast and hear you guys bantering back and forth about where you're going, what you're doing, your family being, to, to understand that first takeaway. My second takeaway is, is more for our audience. Both of these institutions, Midwest Technical and Delta Tech, are accredited colleges, graduating workforce graduates to meet today's critical needs. Accreditation is absolutely critical. It's the cornerstone. What I heard is the cornerstone of, of, your, of your program here. My third takeaway here is that the MTI and DTC instructors bring years of experience and know how to do their classes and do their students, and that, 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 that shows in the passion of the two founders. I mean, I think that kind of seeps down through the whole organization. My fourth takeaway is MTI DTC offers lifetime placement services for qualified alum. If you go through the program, you stick to your guns, you do what you're supposed to do, you pass and get the attendance, you're going to have an opportunity to, to work with you guys on lifetime placement in that career going forward. That's very, very important. And then finally, I interested students can go to your websites, www.midwesttech.edu and www.deltatechnicalcollege.com for any information or to schedule a, a meeting or probably, a, given the current environment, a telephone conversation with any of your admissions instructors. That's going to conclude this episode of Imagine America Radio. We hope that you found this information useful. We want to thank today's guests, Mike Casper and Brian Huff of Midwest Technical Institute and Delta Technical Colleges. Best wishes and have a great day. Goodbye. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Imagine America Radio. We hope you found it informative. For more information about future episodes and the Imagine America Foundation, you can go to our website, imagine-america.org forward slash podcast to subscribe to future podcasts and to get information on the many programs offered by the Imagine America Foundation and Imagine America Publishing. Please subscribe today so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. For now, thank you very much for joining us and best wishes.